Welcome to the SWP. It's brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all of the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and a whole lot more. See, that's peace of mind when you're buying a vehicle. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. Well, welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Recording on an Easter Monday, welcome to the show. It is Steve and Jimmy back again, painting our Easter eggs, reveling in tales of sports and whatever. I want to thank our fine sponsors, Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario, as we kick off a new podcast week. And we should thank our amazing Patreon members, which I don't do nearly enough. Great listeners putting hard-earned dough up to the show because they're appreciating it. So let's do that right now. Boom. The big names, Bill Grease. Bruce Phillips, Henry Backer, Jimmy Fada, Michael Pearson, George Valenzuela, Marcus Von Boltenstern. We've got Mike Ennis, Pierce Barnes, Steve Davis, Dan Roots, Doug Best, Mark Dumalski, and Matthew Zadro. And there are many more, many, many more. Oh, wait, 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 one more. Uh, and Owen Morgan. Thanks to all of you for being great Patreon members. Um, let's get into it. We've got lots to get to today as we kick <laughs> off the new podcast week. James, how are things today? Cheers. Uh, Jimmy Fada is getting more airtime in this podcast than I am. Okay. <laughs> Steve and Jimmy and Jim Jerome as well. <laughs> and Jimmy uh, yeah. Steve, you got hop, 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 hop. Uh, here comes uh, Peter Cottontail. Jumping there, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hop. Easter's on its way. I thought well, you were doing great gosh. house of guitars for a second there. I was hop. just, that, that was the whole setup. That Beautiful. was the whole setup. Yeah, the remember that uh, those guys were all on heroin or whatever when they did those commercials. <laughs> they did. And they were just absolutely whacked, you know. The, the house of guitars out of wherever it was, Rochester. Or yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, hop hop. I just remember them. Like, look what they're doing here, you know. Hop hop. They were kind my of daughter the original- always, my daughter went down for uh, for both soccer tournaments and hockey tournaments. So I think we were there about five or six times. Yeah, and. And uh, we kept meaning to go down it because it was. I said, "That's what I want to look. At. I want to find Rich Funky, yep. and I want to see the House of Guitars." Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I never quite got around to it. I did. I did see the what did they call him? Uh, a comedian at our hotel called the Disgruntled C- Clown. The scariest damn thing I ever saw. He went up and did stand-up <laughs> comedy, like charcoal gray, long curly hair, white and black makeup, and just told jokes unfunniest 90 minutes of my life oh my god what a long time to take bad jokes yeah anyway house of guitars yeah hop hop, hop yeah yeah uh bringing me back easter is good steve you got the leftovers going oh yeah, yeah. what'd you have turkey and ham both yeah and if i uh if i don't fall asleep uh steve i take a little sleeping pill stevie uh and if it doesn't work right away stevie okay hunger hunger so right. last night at, I don't know, I was lying awake till, I don't know, about 12.30. It was late. And uh, downstairs, Steve, for three sandwiches. 
just mowing them down like like nobody's business. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I was just shoving sandwiches and meat into my mouth, Steve. You may not need a sleeping pill just to be, I don't know, just as a sideline here. Maybe if you cut down on your 38 cups of coffee throughout the course of the day, maybe that you wouldn't need one. Don't be silly, Steve, okay? Don't lose your mind, okay? Enough. What's wrong with you? Five to six per show. A 30-minute yeah. podcast and he needs it. Anyway. Uh, let's get down in. all the time, yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. I thought the, one of the great stories of the weekend was Carey Price's return. I don't like the Montreal Canadiens. As a Sens fan, they're my natural enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Allegiances be damned. I thought it was great to see Carey Price back in the lineup for the Montreal Canadiens. They did lose to the Islanders on Friday night. That was uh, that was Carey Price's first NHL game. Seems weird to say since July seventh, twenty twenty one. I'm like, what is he doing playing in the middle of summer like that? There's no NHL games then, but of course, due right. to COVID, the uh, Stanley Cup final went quite late. But uh, a trying season. For Carey Price, he says, definitely been a trying season for myself on a personal level. And for the team, I didn't feel quite normal, but getting pretty close. And of course, so just resetting his story, they lose to Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final. And then everything went sideways for Price. He had offseason knee surgery, mm-hmm. waived his no-move clause to be left unprotected in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. And then uh, had to enter the NHL, NHL PA player assistance program for what he said was substance abuse. So yeah. it's nice to see a comeback story like that, isn't it, James? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, my favorite, I mentioned it a bunch before, was uh, Saku Koivu. You and I were in radio at the time. Sure. Uh, when he came back from stomach cancer, love that. Um, I, I forget which other ones in sports. Uh, that, oh, yeah, that Mario great... Lemieux would be a great one, of course. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, the, the Ottawa Senator. Uh, was it Bobby Ryan? Who went away for a while and came yes, back? Yes, yes. And he came back in his first home game. He ends up with a hat trick. It was yep. phenomenal. Yeah. The, the other one, I, I don't know why I always go to that. Jennifer Capriati was a good one. Wait, I'm dating myself here. She came back from a substance abuse problem as well and to, to win a major. Uh, anyway, Carrie Price coming back. Yeah, I've, I've got a soft spot for that whole story. Yeah. Uh, well done, Carrie. Well done, man. Good, good to... It's kind of it's it's kind of cool that that thing about sports, uh, where you have Montreal who did so well last year and are so shitty this year, and so everyone's piling on. Of course, what's going to happen? Blah 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 blah. And then all of that Stevie goes right out the window, right out the window. When I saw the guy step on the ice and the and the the outpouring of support, makes sports super cool. Makes yeah. it really cool. Yeah, it certainly adds a human element to it. These guys are so famous. They're so wealthy. Generations of their families are set for life because of what they've done in the world of sports. But then something like this happens. You say, okay, at the end of the day, we're all just people. And I was thinking about that as well on the weekend. Another Montreal story, Montreal native Mike Bossy, Of course, a New York Islanders legend. He came into the NHL in, I think it was uh, mid-70s. And came rolling in, and his first nine seasons, he had 50 goals every uh-huh. single year. In his 10th season, he had to call it quits because of back injuries. He kind of played half the season and then had to retire because of the back problem. And so he's out of the game at age 30. And uh, so done early. And wow. uh, and, and then you think, that. yeah. And uh, late last week, since we last got together, uh, Mike Bossy passed away due to lung cancer. And uh, four-time Stanley Cup champion and... 
you know, I mean, you asked me 30 years ago, 65 years of age, and that's a great life. But, you know, now these are our hockey heroes, James, and 65 is way, way too young. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's when I probably was old enough to start watching hockey. Uh, they, the Islanders whip, whip it off through the 70s, right? No, they uh, were 1980 early. to 1983. That's was the, oh, yes. that was their four year dynasty, and that was that's what I remember. Like in my formative years, that transition from the Islanders dynasty into the Oilers one, that to me was sort of my glory years of hockey, and that I remember it. Like I was a big Hab fan as well for their four Stanley Cups in the 70s, but it's all kind of fuzzy memories because I was so young. I remember yeah. these guys vividly, and so when I see the Mike Bossies or, or Clark Gillies or Tony Esposito all passing away here in the last year. It's just like, oh, my God, we're getting old. Yeah, yeah, it's killer. I, I, uh, so 79, 80, 81, Stevie, uh, I'm, I'm 18 years old, born in 61, and I, I came out here uh, for a summer job mm-hmm. uh, in a place called Cadman, which is between Edmonton and Jasper, and I was working on a, on a mining crew, Stevie. I was, I was a laborer. Uh, they didn't hire me, Steve, for my mining expertise. Okay, they hired me for a little. <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, I lived in a trailer. Uh, we worked. We worked seven days a week. It was a summer job. Ninety days made. I, you know, made a lot of money. Five, six thousand bucks or something way back then. But at night, I remember speaking to the Islanders and Mike Bossy. We all gathered sort of in this common area, and uh, I don't know why I think of this, but the TV, Stevie, they they had the Stanley Cup playoffs on, and the TV was a guy had to get up, Stevie. Uh, and change the channel on the dial. Kish, kish, kish. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Kish. Channel four was CBC. Kish, kish. Channel six was Global. I think I remember in Ottawa. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. That inner dial as well. If it gets a bit too snowy, you muck around with that to get yeah. rid of the snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyway, that's how I remember watching Mike Bossy there, and uh, boy, too too young to die for sure. Yeah. Uh, but what a career! What a yeah. what a career! I think my favorite goal in his career, he had the 50 and 50, and let that be a lesson to you Leaf fans out there who are trumpeting Austin Matthews as a member of the 50 and 50 club. That's the 50 first games of the NHL season. Yes. Anyway, 50 and 50 was amazing, but I think my favorite was the Canada Cup. And at that time, James, the Canada Cup, when Mike Bossy scored the game-winning goal in the semifinals against the Soviets, the Canada Cup was bigger to me that year in 1984 than the Stanley Cup. It was just that oh, huge. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no question in my mind. It was Team Canada. It was true best on best. The Canada Cup had all kinds of cachet at that time. Now it's, well, now it's in the scrap heap, replaced by the World Cup occasionally, and they right. made a mess of the World Cup. But Mike Bossy ended up scoring the game-winning goal in 1984. And you probably remember, because your great and good friend Paul Coffey, in that semifinal game, it was one of the great shifts of hockey history where the Soviets are coming in on a two-on-one. Coffey makes this amazing play to break up the two-on-one, sprints up the ice, and uh, gains the zone. And he's the guy who ends up taking the shot from the point. We initially thought Coffey had scored the game-winning goal, but he shoots it. And at the left post, there's uh, there's Mike Bossy tipping it in to uh, give the Canadians the win in the Canada Cup. A lot of people said, okay, it's the semifinals, but it is Canada versus the Soviets, so the winner of that game was seen as the one that was likely going to go on and win the Canada Cup and that certainly proved to be true but for me that's Mike Bossy's biggest goal of his career right think of that think of those teams Stevie uh 
of the names off the top of my head, you could look, look, pull up a Islanders roster from whatever that is. I can give you names off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, so I got like John Tanelli, Brian yep. Trotchy, Billy Smith. Yep. Mike Bossy, Dennis Potvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly Rudy might have, was he after that time? No, no. I don't think he's yeah, that he old. Was, yeah, he was after that time. He would be in the or next. But he played for the Islanders, right? And then went to LA? Yeah, but it was Billy yeah. Smith and Chico Resch for most of that era. Chico, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, thick roster, man. You know, good. It's, it's no wonder when you hear about it, right? You know, even against the Montreal teams back then, you're going, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, and their, their secondary scoring was phenomenal. Like they, you, you mentioned, you know, that the big line and everything, but you had the Sutter brothers, Dwayne and Brent. Right. They were great. Uh, you know, Bobby Nystrom, I'm not sure you mentioned him or not. Uh, they were just, uh, they were just solid up and Jill, down. Jill, 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 Jill. What am I thinking of? Jill. Uh, Jill. Jill. Well, Clark Gillies? Gillies, that's it. Jill's. <laughs> I literally said Clark Gillies' name earlier in this episode. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I wasn't listening. I see. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, certainly sad news to hear Mike Bossy's passing. Moving on to some other hockey news. I see DJ Smith has been named an assistant coach for the World Hockey Championships for Team Canada. I think right. some might go, okay, what is that based on exactly? Willingness? No, you live in that town. I know, yeah. I know. But, I mean, the reality is DJ Smith, I, I think as an assistant coach, I think he's fantastic. Uh, the jury's out on him as a head coach because the three years he's been here, he hasn't exactly been handed the keys to a Cadillac. I think we can agree on that, right. but it's coming. And he is an excellent communicator. He's like your favorite uncle. And so I think he'll roll in there and do a good job there. And it also strengthens the cases for some Ottawa Senators players who we've known for three months now will be available to Team Canada. That would strengthen the case of Drake Batherson, um, let's see here, Matthew Joseph, if he's healthy, Alex right. Formanton, maybe, and Connor Brown. Those would all be guys, if I'm Hockey Canada, I would be looking at if uh, if I'm looking for bodies. Yeah. Well, don't, don't forget, um, the you know, the assistant job there, you go, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a big job. It's a really big job if you've got a sort of half-assed head coach, but it's Claude Julian, right, is the is the coach of that team. That's so, correct. Yeah, they just named him yesterday. You and I, we can Warren G and Jerome can be assistants there. He'll he'll look after. <laughs> you really can't go wrong with the assistant coaching no. gig. It's a you are a chime in guy. You know, at the end of the day, the buck stops with the head coach, and uh, but the chime in guy is important as well. I've got I've got a question for you, Steve. I would love to answer it. Yeah, and I know you can. Is this a year for the NHL? Uh, there's about. How many games are there? 82, 84. I forget. 82. 82 games. So there's only six games left, six or seven games left. Uh, is this the maybe the best shot, Stevie, in a long time that Canada has a chance at a Stanley Cup with Edmonton, Calgary, and Toronto? I think that's fair. Yeah, I do. Like, when's the last time, Steve, a Canadian team won? Was it, was it Montreal or Calgary? It was Montreal. And uh, it was against the LA Kings in 1993. Yikes! So and and so many so many stars had to align for that to happen that year. The Montreal Canadiens in that Cup run, they won 10 games in overtime. 16 victories get you a Stanley Cup, and 10 times they win it in sudden death overtime and won 10 games. Wow! Yeah, man, how's that record? Not too shabby. No, that one's that's going to be a tough one to break. Big times. So anyway, so so I'm I'm looking at it. 
I'm trying to think back of years. I, I mean, Vancouver's, you know, been in, in and out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Edmonton, I don't know, their last run was 06 there where they went to the final. Yeah, Vancouver uh, was in there Cal- in 94, and they also were in there in 2011. So uh, they would lose in the Stanley Cup final in both those years. First time to the Rangers in 94, and then Boston in 2011. Yeah, I guess the I guess the question would be that uh, needs to be looked up is how many what what what's the most amount of Canadian teams that made it to the playoffs? Well, I think there have been years where everybody did. Really, I think so. Yeah. Wow. But okay. I'd have to I'll have to I'll, I'd have to double anyway, check on that. This year's looking strong. The, the the three teams are strong. They're playing great. They're down the stretch here. They're going good. Calgary, Calgary's looking very good, Stevie. Yeah, uh, Edmonton, not as good, but but pretty strong. They're bringing it right now. They've yeah, their last two games, Stevie, four zip, four zip. Yeah, my days Euler. We 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 we. I think the conversation that always is interesting to have after the, the question you raised there is why, why is the Canadian Stanley Cup drought gone on so long since 1993? There hasn't been a Stanley Cup champ. You can't. I mean, Canada, man, we're all about right. hockey. It's one of those. One of those multiple things. You ask yourself if you're a free agent in the NHL right now. You can go to the highest bidder. You know, is a Canadian market really at the top of your list? Oh, yeah. Whether it's through taxation, whether it's the weather, whether it's the insane pressure that you get from Canadian media. Right. Most most American markets, you can go about your daily business. You lose, you win, still go to the golf course, unfettered. No one bugs you. No one's asking you questions at the grocery store. Media is yeah. not all over you for media interviews and things. So I think those are three of the big biggest reasons I think that it's tough to win in Canada. But you're right. It's if you ask me right now at the start of any playoffs, and, and we're on the precipice of it, it's a couple of weeks left before the playoffs get going. Um, I feel as good about a Canadian team winning a Stanley Cup, with the exception of the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course. As, as, <laughs> Who've as got good the best shot, by the way. Okay. <laughs> as good as I guess I can at this stage of the game, but uh, it's a long old haul for sure. Let's take a time out of the program, my friend. When we return, we've got an interesting golf exhibition coming up. Jim K40 is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage Vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. Now, that's peace of mind. Check out JimKFord.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage, or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. I'm going to tell you about our friends as well at glenwalton.com. If you need help navigating through this tough Ottawa housing market, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glen services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, Glen is the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers out there. So if you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact the Glen Walton real estate team today, glenwalton.com. Kind of pausing there like Keith Morrison of CTV. We just oh. finished watching. We just finished watching. You uh, saw. The th- <laughs> you, saw you, you saw your father get shot in the face. That's wild. <laughs> See? 
And since we, so the neat thing about uh, the thing about Pam is that it was a show about this sort of housewife murderer named Pam yeah. Hop that was on Dateline, and then they decided to make a an actual TV show about it. And guess who they got to narrate the thing? And that was Keith Morrison. And so since we finished up watching uh, this first season, I don't know if there's going to be another season or not. My wife and I just keep jokingly doing bad Keith Morrison impressions. Everything we, every time we communicate with each other, it's almost sure. addictive doing the Keith Morrison impression. And no one would know that better than I you. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but that wouldn't happen. They found DNA. Oh, that pesky DNA. <laughs> <laughs> the joy he has in his voice as he delivers these big lines, right? It's, oh yeah. Most, most people would call nine one one, but you didn't do that, didn't you? <laughs> you know when I do that, Stevie, how I, I will get, I will get uh, a, a dozen, dozen people reaching out to me either I don't know email or on Messenger or something. But you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> anyway. I uh, so I see that you tried to uh, tried to enrage me a little bit because we we text back and forth and maybe this would be fun to talk about on the show and you flip uh -huh. me Leafs shatter franchise records in Whitover yes, Islanders yeah. like are you just trying to antagonize me is that your deal I am I am how dare you um, most yeah, they, points they, uh, most what is it most wins most points yeah they reached fifty wins for the first time in franchise history among other milestones that would surprise I thought like if you go back to the original six, I mean you're gonna have a better chance than thirty teams <laughs> trying to yeah. trying to trying to win a bunch of games the original six at fifty uh, for a lot of the original sixes history, they only had fifty games, so right yeah, you know, that's you're okay. not going to get yeah. wins and points records there and the other by the way, the other uh, leaf record was the twenty eighth home win. Which, uh, oh, wow. let me see here. Uh, they're about to set that. They're one shy of the franchise mark. The points record also fell. They're at 106 points with six games to go. And it was, this was all set in 27, 18, 17, 18. So you're quite right to ask, okay, the Leafs have been around for 5,000 years. Right. How could these records be falling, you know, and, and the record be so recent? Well, again, 50 games back in the day. And then you factor in, We've now got that bonus point in overtime, right? That's going to take care of a bunch of the Good points one. records. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you're not you don't have any ties anymore. The old, a lot of the NHL, they just decided to call it a day after 60 minutes if you were tied. So every game's got a W to be handed out. And so that helps the win totals as well. Yeah. So does this other thing, Stevie, about uh, power play records, okay? Either, either, uh, 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 offensive ones, okay? Goals mm -hmm. scored, uh, individual records, most points, all that stuff, most power play points. I'm looking at that going, wait a minute, because you and I, our, our affinity to the NHL, Stevie, started, you know, back in the 80s, right? Okay, even 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 earlier. Yeah, right? 70s for me. Yeah, me, me too. I'm older than you. Um, and I'm going, well, wait a minute. How many power plays are called now where you can't even breathe on a guy uh, getting a penalty compared to back... Back in those days, Stevie. Yeah, go out there and two-hand that guy. Don't worry, it won't be a penalty. Yeah, carve him up, trip him, back check or cross-check him in the back, grab him, clutch him, Stevie. Yeah, don't worry about it. No call. So easy, easy on setting power play records right now. Okay, easy on that now. I'm just assuming there's way more 
penalties called, Steve, than there was back then. Yeah, I don't know the numbers, but I do know that every era's got their pros and cons. You're quite right, everything you said there. But the game back then was a case of if someone gets a hold of you, you're in trouble. You're getting the cross right. check. You're getting hold. <laughs> right. You're getting held. You're getting uh, tripped. You're getting slashed. Uh, yep. you know, everything. And, and, and it was a pretty lawless world by comparison. But the game to me, and I, and I still go back and watch hockey from the 70s and 80s. It's hard because you don't have the HD. That's step right. one. It's hard to watch anything that's not HD anymore. But the game itself was slower. Guys were like taking long shifts. I think about the way they played the game. It was it was very much like tabletop hockey. They've got that kind of grooved to go up and down, up and down their wing, and that's it. They didn't really cross around or anything. So yeah, oh, don't go any further, right? Yeah. So there was no choreographed uh, forecheck or anything like that. Everybody sort of did their thing. There was so when no one was around you, you had so much time and space to create. Um, and of course, then we all know the other things like smaller goalie equipment, uh, poorer fitness, all those right. things. So it's uh, every era has their pros and cons, is my True. point. Uh, there's an NHL story I wanted to talk about, though, that was kind of interesting. You got a couple of celebrities in uh, in Seattle now. The Seattle Kraken have uh, ownership, which now includes the likes of Grammy winning rapper Macklemore. Hey, stop. Gonna... Stop. Give yep. me a song. Can you play a I song right a, now? I was just about to sing a song for you. Okay, I let's think, hear it. I think I'll be able to nail it without actually playing the actual recording. Okay. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for some gamma. This is fucking awesome. You thought it'd be a good idea to do an impersonation of Macklemore. But you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> that was actually the Todd Lewis. the worst impression ever, man. You're, you're pretty good at doing voices. That was the worst one ever. Just play a song, Steve, from Macklemore. Okay? You didn't play recognize some. the song? No, I didn't. Yeah, well, I didn't. then how can you judge the impression? Oh. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Oh. I, I, I'm looking for a comma. This is fucking awesome. Nailed it. Macklemore became a uh, greens, golf greenskeeper's an absolute nightmare. Uh, the Pebble Beach, right, uh, at the Pro-Am uh, on, the, on the PGA Tour, right? Uh, everyone's aware of it. Just so am- amateurs, celebrity amateurs play with pros. And they're they're on the tee, uh, waiting to tee off because Macklemore hasn't shown up yet. Right. Okay? He's in the group. He's a golfer. He's a golfer. Anyway, they look down the middle of the fairway, Steve, and here comes Macklemore on a uh, motocross sort of scooter bike ripping down the middle of the fairway. Oh no, and, ripping it up. Well, kind of ripping it up, and then and then just drives the thing right up on the tee. In, a, in this sort of crazy outfit and gets off. And they're going, I, I said, hell of an entrance, man. Hell of an entrance. I like Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, he's in yeah. as a minority owner, as, as is Seattle Seahawk running back, uh, retired Seattle Seahawk running back, beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Right. So um, I think that's a, kind of an interesting deal. And, and, and it was actually kind of funny because Marshawn Lynch obviously has had a lifelong dream of driving the Zamboni. So uh, today... At the Seattle Kraken practice facility, he jumped on the Zamboni and oh, he's, out there, he? <laughs> he's out there doing donuts on the ice. And he's got his ball cap and he's going. <laughs> it was oh, great. cool, man! Yeah, awesome. the uh, The neat thing about Macklemore is that he's, he's suggesting a uniform change. Uh, so the Kraken are going to wear their granddad's clothes. They'll look incredible. So just sure, going to throw that. Sure. Um, closing it out today. What do you think of the celebrity golf thing? Uh, speaking ter- of celebrity I mean, golf, it does nothing for me. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. 
It's going to be Tom Brady. It's been done, right? They've done it. Well, well, not all football. I don't think they've done an all football thing. They've done a sort of football PGA hybrid, but this one's all football, I believe. It's going to be Tom Brady. It's going to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers taking on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. That's happening June 1st in Vegas. Does that hold any interest for you? I'm going to ask you. Okay, give me give me that again. Does Josh Allen play Mahomes? Who cares? Well, I don't care about any golf exhibition. He, the, the ones involving PGA stars almost never hold any interest for me. Right. But, but right. the best four quarterbacks in the NFL might be interesting. If I'm going to watch okay. exhibition golf, it's most likely to be celebrities. And I guess. This, this would be kind of fun and... You might see them out of their element and see them struggle a little, and they never struggle, and probably some fun dialogue in there as well. And I think that's part of what makes golf so great in that it allows for so much conversation, whether it's about your golf shots and what's happening or about anything in life, and uh, probably a little chirping in there as well. So I might have a look at it. It's but all it's been done. That's certainly all been done. is not going to be destination viewing, no. I'm not going to go like this going, oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers won that match? <laughs> what the holy no, God? No. Where did that come out? That came right out of nowhere, Stevie. Right. Because last one, the one they did last Aaron July. Aaron Rodgers won a match. <laughs> you didn't want to do that, didn't you? <laughs> Why did you bring up Keith Morris? <laughs> I know. You're going to be stuck all day. But it was uh, the last one was Aaron Rodgers with Bryson DeChambeau, and they beat Tom Brady and Phil Nicholson. I think we talked about it when that happened last year. And yep. I think we were talking about it in the same terms. I don't know if it's destination viewing, and this is probably the same thing. I did not watch that one last year, and in all likelihood, I won't watch this one either. Uh, Stevie, I thought of you last night. Uh, my son, I had dinner with my kids uh, for Easter, and uh, my son, I said, Steve Warren is going to pick this idea up, and he's going to run with it, uh, because I know you and your buddy uh, often shout out lines from this series. Uh, my son is going to a... Peaky Blinders theme party. How's that, Stevie? I wonder how he got permission for that. Was it by order of the Peaky <laughs> fucking Blinders? <laughs> I was trying to teach him that. I said, I got to get him in touch with, with Steve. Cool theme party, Steve. Not a bad one, huh? Very cool. Yeah. I kind of like to do, do a Peaky Blinders tribute. I'd be good at that, I think. I know you would. Uh, the final season of Peaky of Blinders coming out in June. If you have some sketchy box or something like that, it's actually out now on BBC, but it comes out in June in North America. Speaking of speaking of our kids, I had kind of a stressful morning. Kind of oh. so my daughter's 22 and she's she's gone out to Banff for the summer to work. And uh it's at uh, some I don't know, luxury resort out there she's going to be working at. Yeah. But uh I don't know, still, even though she's an adult now. You know, to send your daughter off on a plane where I, I said, drove her to the airport at 4 a.m. And there she goes off by herself, you know, and then it's like a, some van picking her up at the airport in Calgary. Sure. I'm like, I, I don't like the sound of that. I'm and so I'm texting her saying, maybe you should uh, text me the uh, license plate and get try to get a picture of the uh, driver. <laughs> I was like the most paranoid dad. And I was so happy about an hour before we came on the podcast that uh, she was able to call from her her new quarters and uh, show me the mountains and things like that. So she's pretty stoked. And I was pleased about all that. that yeah, beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Uh, crime. Uh, highest rate of crime and and, uh, and uh, drug dealing. Uh, <laughs> but nice. Yeah, but you get yeah. to look at the mountains blasted out of your mind every day. Yeah, you know, nice. You can't help it, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, so... 
And what would Keith Morrison say about murder capital of the world? Yeah. She went to Banff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, good for it. Stevie, I'm close to home for her. She's only a three, four-hour drive away. She needs to get away, Steve, and come into the hacienda to, to regroup. Well, no punchline there, Steve. I'm not, there's nothing crazy, nothing creepy, okay? All right. I'm the, Thank I'm you. the go-to for a lot of Easterners. Okay, you're, her, uh, you're officially her Alberta uncle. Can you believe it? Can you believe that? Well, God help her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. The website, stevewproject.com. We'll talk to you in our next episode. Jim Jerome's your unofficial uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good night, everybody. No, that was no good. Try again. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the DNA. (laughs) Oh, that pesky (laughs) DNA.